Hello, Classic Crew, and welcome to the new and improved The Classic Girl's Guide. So my podcast used to be called Classically Abby Live, but I'm doing a bit of an overhaul here, and I want to give you guys even better content. So I've renamed my podcast to The Classic Girl's Guide, with girls in parentheses, just in case you are a man and you find some of this stuff interesting, I'm happy to have you here. It is more geared towards women, but that doesn't mean that there isn't content here for men as well. So it can just be The Classic Guide, but it is more geared towards women, so that's why it's the classic girl's guide. (laughs) I'm really excited to get into today's topic, which is how I went from anxious to happy simply by embracing classic living and traditional values. If you follow me on YouTube, you'll know that my motto is classic living and traditional values. Let's be classic. That's what I promote. And so I want to explain why I choose to live this way, because I have lived alternatively. I have lived differently, and it didn't make me happier. It made me actually much more anxious. So I'm excited to share this with you guys today. But before we get into the main part of today's podcast, I want to introduce you a little bit into what the structure of this podcast is going to be like. So before we get into big topic, we're just going to do kind of like a catch up, a weekly recap of sorts. And at the end of every podcast, I will be offering you a classic tip. So make sure to stay tuned till the very end so that you can hear what that classic tip of the week is. So first off, catching up with me, my weekly recap. I saw Nightmare Alley with Jacob just a few nights ago, and it's a new movie starring Bradley Cooper, Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett. It's got a ton of big actors in it. And Jacob and I have a lot of thoughts. Let me know in the comments here if you guys want us to do a particular review of it. We love doing movie reviews on my channel and here on my Substack. So if you guys want to hear an in-depth review of Nightmare Alley, let me know here. But I just wanted to give a quick opinion about it. It's pretty dark. There are some images that are really disturbing and upsetting. And uh, Jacob covered my eyes during some parts of it because he knew that it was upsetting me and it was very sweet. The acting is good, but things were miscast in my opinion. And for me, the movie suffered from kind of a confusion of whether it was going to be plot-driven or character-driven. But because the movie was supposed to be plot-driven, you needed to understand at least some of the motivations of the characters that didn't necessarily get explained. So, would I recommend the movie? Not really, but if you are interested in that kind of thing, maybe you would enjoy it. Again, let me know if you guys want us to do a full review, we will. The other thing I wanted to mention is that Jacob and I have been doing something I have been enjoying immensely, which is taking daily walks together. So I have been trying to walk 30 minutes every day of this pregnancy. I also try and do yoga. I was doing weights for a while, kind of strength training, but the strength training was sort of starting to pull on my muscles and it wasn't very comfortable. So I shifted over to yoga. In addition to that, I like to take those daily walks. And for a while, I was going to the gym to do it. But then I asked Jacob, would you like to start doing these walks with me? And so now we walk around in the evening after he gets home from work. It's dark out. It's cold out. But it's so nice. It's refreshing. We get to see the Christmas lights. It's just a lovely opportunity for us to get a little bit of exercise, but more importantly, catch up with each other in a very focused way. We're not in the house. We're not surrounded with chores. It's just something we can do together that's super low overhead, and it's just around our neighborhood. We just walk around our neighborhood, but it's just so 
nice. And it's become something I've really looked forward to every single day where I know we're going to go for that walk. We're going to catch up. We're going to talk. And I just absolutely love it. So if you are married, I totally recommend doing that. I also recommend maybe pulling out your phone and calling someone when you go for a walk. So I did this in the summertime when I would go for walks in the afternoon or in the morning before it got too hot. I would call my mom, for example, and I would schedule a time and I would just go out for a walk and I would be on the phone. And it was a really nice way for me to catch up with her and also just get a little bit of exercise. So you don't have to be married. You don't have to walk with someone. You can walk on your own just because it's nice out and enjoy talking to someone who maybe you don't always make time to talk to on the phone. Or you can go walking with your significant other. So that's been something I really love. I really recommend doing it. It's, it's good for you. And it's also just a way to catch up with the people you love. Alrighty. So now let's get into the crux of today's podcast, which is how I went from anxious to happy simply by embracing classic living and traditional values. I used to be a really anxious person. Now, I would call it situational anxiety because I never had to take any medications or anything like that, but I did have panic attacks. I mean, it wasn't like I didn't have anxiety or like I don't really know what anxiety is like. I've had panic attacks. They are not fun. And before I got married, I really suffered with that so much more than I have since being married. I would say my level of anxiety has gone down by about... 85%. Like the times that I get anxious now are incredibly tied to a serious situation that is happening as opposed to just like this free-floating anxiety that I would have before I got married. And a lot of that has to do with the way that I was living my life. I didn't feel like I knew what the future held. And I didn't make the best decisions because I was guided by a leftist mentality of you do you and pursue your physical pleasures. Because I didn't have a direction, because I had kind of lost the thread of what I really wanted out of life, I felt at sea and I dealt with anxiety. The you do you mentality, which I have railed against a number of times, I think is really upsetting and hurtful to women, to men as well, but we're going to focus on women for the moment. It's just something that tells you that you're going to be doing something that brings you happiness. Now, I put that in quotes because what the you do you mentality does is it tells you that that is the source of happiness is doing what you want as opposed to doing things that fulfill meaning and purpose. And doing what you want can really range the gamut from things that are good for you to things that are bad for you, right? If all I want to do is eat chocolate cake all day, it might be fun for the first few days, but when I've put on 20 pounds, I'm not going to be a very happy camper. When I'm not getting the nutrients I need because I'm not eating healthily and I can't focus on my work because I'm not getting the things that I need to power my brain, I'm not going to be a very happy person. I'm probably going to be a very anxious person. And so constantly hearing this refrain of you do you is very harmful because it really doesn't give you an idea of what's going to make you feel good about yourself. And feeling good about yourself is not just about doing the things that you quote unquote want to do. It's about doing the things that are good for you and good for the people around you. So I had sort of lost my way when I went to the Manhattan School of Music and I was living away from home. 
and I had been dating and I wanted to get married young, but I wasn't that successful in the dating market. I wasn't getting what I wanted. I didn't meet somebody and immediately get married. I dated for, I mean, I started dating when I was about 20. So I I dated for three years. Now that's not that long, but when you're going through it, it feels very long. And because I didn't know when I was gonna get married, because I was unsure, I started to really focus in on my career and I thought to myself, well, I'm not gonna wait around for any man, so I might as well just go out and date for fun. Now, none of that was good. When I focused on my career, I'm not saying that you shouldn't focus on your career. I think that focusing on your career is good, but focusing on my career was a kind of a coping mechanism to deal with not getting the thing I really wanted, which was a meaningful long-term relationship that led to marriage. And so focusing on my career for me meant having to almost eschew the idea of a future because for me, my career was opera. And opera is something that really doesn't leave room for a family life. It really doesn't leave room for healthy marriages. And so if I was gonna focus on my career, it meant it would be at the detriment of my dating life. So that's why it was serious. That's why it was a problem. But I also didn't have any assurances that my career was really going to be successful. (laughs) That's not something you get in opera. It's not something you get anywhere, but it's definitely not something you get in opera. Now I'm on really unstable ground and I'm dating for fun. I'm not dating thinking that something more is gonna come of any date, and that, again, unstable. And being unstable is a recipe, is a recipe for anxiety. Chaos is a recipe for anxiety, and putting yourself in chaos is a recipe for anxiety, and that's what I was doing. I wasn't focusing on the things I'd been raised with that I knew gave me stability, which is faith, family, and community. I wasn't as religious because I was focusing so much on my career. I wasn't calling my family so much because I wasn't living near them. And I had kind of moved away from the community because I had moved into the dorms of my school, which wasn't really close to any synagogues. So look at how much I divested myself from the things that could have given me purpose and meaning and reduced that level of anxiety that I was living with. But when I got married, everything changed. I legitimately had less anxiety. I started to see what I was for. Today, I wake up almost every morning happy to be where I'm at, not wondering where I'll be. I will wake up in the morning and turn to my husband and just be like, I'm so happy. And I wake up so happy to live the life that I'm living. Now, it took a while for me to get to where I'm at. Even once I was married, I still had to kind of break all of the habits that I had built around my leftist mentality. And I'm not saying I was a leftist, but leftist mentality is pervasive. It can get into the way that you think about things. Even if you don't consider yourself a leftist, you start to view the world in a way that is leftist. It's a leftist worldview. And so it took a while for me to break those habits. During that period, it was harder for me to find just joy in my everyday. But now, as I've embraced classic living, as I've embraced traditional values, as I've start to understand what I am for, and I know that being a mother, being a wife, those are the things that are important. Being an active member of my community, 
having a relationship with my creator, doing work that I find meaningful and that I feel like is going to impart something to others, now I don't have anxiety. Now I'm just happy. I mean, the very rare times I have anxiety are when something really bad happens and that anxiety is warranted. So for me, I've seen the other side of this coin. I've seen what it's like not to live with traditional values. I've seen what it's like not to embrace classic living. And as someone who is now on the other side, I can say, hey, I am so much better off now than I was before. One of the things I think about is that being married gives you real stability and it can't be replicated anywhere else. Now you can find kind of a a substitute for that until you get married through friendships, through your faith, through your family, and through your community. You can. That is very important and it will give you stability because it's something that you can depend on. That's another big part of things is just finding something to depend on. Traditional values, there's a reason they have stood the test of time. They built. Those things make societies grow and make societies better. What we're teaching women now is that they need to find meaning outside of these basics that we know work because instead they need to forge their own path that leaves them purposeless. Marriage and motherhood give you purpose like nothing else I've experienced. And I feel so blessed and so lucky that I get to be a wife and a mother. These are things that can bring us fulfillment, bring us joy, bring us happiness. So that's my story of kind of how I went from an anxious person to happy simply by embracing traditional values and classic living. As soon as I took a step away from that leftist worldview, leftist perspective and leftist mentality, and I returned to my roots of these are the things that really matter, my happiness has gone up tenfold, like a hundred times more than it ever was before. I don't know if you guys have ever had an existential crisis. You can let me know in the comments. But when you have had one, and I kind of had one at around 24, right before Jacob and I got married, I think you start to realize that living with meaning is is a non-negotiable. You kind of have to. You have to find a purpose and a reason for living. Otherwise, you can float along and realize that life is passing you by. So finding that meaning, finding that purpose, and finding that fulfillment is going to make you happier, even if it's not as easy, even if it means there are times where you struggle, the struggle in and of itself is a good one, is a worthy one. And I think we live in a day and age where we expect never to have to struggle, and that is so unrealistic. Instead, I think we need to look at struggle as a gift and as a part of what brings us meaning. So that is it for the main part of today's podcast, but I'm glad you stayed till the very end because it is time for our classic tip of the week. So it is just about Christmas, and I think it's very easy to focus on the negatives during the holiday season. It's something I've noticed a lot more in the last few years is that people have to complain about the stressors of the holidays. But it's really not classic to focus on the negatives when there are so many positives that come out of the holidays. Seeing family, giving gifts, getting gifts, 
cooking together, enjoying the season, seeing the lights, listening to the music. Don't be a Scrooge is what I've been thinking about because I just recently read A Christmas Carol. And in A Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens talks about how much everyone loves Christmas besides Scrooge. But in today's day and age, I was thinking about it and reflecting that so many more of us are Scrooges than are the happy Tiny Tims of the world or Bob Cratchits. We are often way more stressed out about the finicky stuff with the holidays than we are happy to embrace this really special time of year. And I think a much more classic perspective is I'm going to do my best to make this look and feel super festive. But if it starts to stress me out, at the end of the day, the really big important thing is being together. And if the preparations you're making are making you less excited about seeing your family, you need to get your priorities in order. (laughs) You need to understand what the big important thing here is. And it's not, even though you might think it is, it's not your table setting, even though that's a very nice thing. It's not how clean you got your house that day. It's how welcoming are you? How nice is it going to be to see your family? How wonderful will you feel when you exchange gifts? That is really what the holidays are about. And so it's a very classic thing to take joy in this special time of year rather than focusing on the negative. So that is it for today's episode of the Classic Girl's Guide. I hope you guys enjoyed this kind of renovated version of my podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you guys in my next episode. Bye!